Hi, I'm Vincent Ramirez, and welcome to In the Outside, the show where I talk with bold individuals who are navigating life in the public sphere out and proud. On this edition, I talk with Thalos Correa, an ambitious film director who has channeled his love for movies into writing and directing an independent film titled Bathroom Stalls and Parking Lots. The film is a bold story that explores the complications of relationships in the modern age of dating apps. Thalos and I have a conversation about how he found himself not only behind, but in front of the camera, and the personal connection he has to his film's lead character named Leo. Thalos also shares with me his journey from growing up in Brazil to finding himself in Ireland and currently living in Los Angeles, California. We discuss pivotal moments in his life that have helped him define what he wanted for his future. He shares how he's learned from his life experiences and how feeling secure with his own sexual orientation opened a world he believed wasn't possible. Thalos shares what life is like living in the outside. And now, part one of my interview with Thalos Correa. Thank you so much for doing this interview. I'd like to just get started learning a little bit more about you and talking about your upcoming film. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Vincent, for inviting me and having me in your podcast. It's a it's an honor, it's a pleasure. Uh, really excited to talk about a little bit more about myself and the project and everything. And thanks everybody who's listening. And let's do it. Um, well, my name is Talis Correa. I'm a writer and director and i was born and raised in brazil and i came to study film in america i, I went out a feature film is, is this movie called bathroom stalls and parking lots that we just completed uh, completed recently yeah i'm actually really looking forward to talking to you more about the film um you actually sent me a little bit of an advanced screening and i was able to really kind of see this like rough cut of the film and it was really interesting. I, I really enjoyed watching what do it. You, what do you like the most about it? Now I'm gonna, now, now you <laughs> trigger me to ask questions. <laughs> well, you know, I hate to give like too much give away. Give it away, give it away. Oh gosh, you're gonna put yeah, me on the spot. Okay. I, I think one of my first reactions to it were just, um, I thought it had a really interesting uh, like lighting. I, I really liked a lot of the cuts or maybe some of the creative things that you chose to do with it. Um, I thought overall really, you. you know, just you really captured a certain tone with the film. Um, you know, I, I think overall the storyline had an uh, interesting pacing. Um, you definitely start kind of in, in one area where at least I think I know where this story is going, but then you kind of, kind of totally end up in a, a kind of just a totally different, um, direction than I thought maybe the story was going, but you know, overall I thought the fun, the film was fun and it definitely had an interesting uh, a kind of message in there. Well, before actually, you know what, before we go into like the film film, um, if you don't mind, let, we can just take it a step back. And um, you mentioned, I think you're from Brazil, but what age was it that you maybe came into, like came over to the US? Let me, and... let, me let me just make a comment about your, oh, uh, yeah. about your feedback here. I love how you, I love how you just started saying, uh, oh, I like the lighting and, 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 and the way you look like you basically, um, talk about like the technical aspect of it initially <laughs> which is which is interesting because uh we we shot the film with like a uh, uh, natural light is is in the, is at night but like we didn't have much of uh technical resources to create this film and then it's interesting oh, that wow. you mentioned that you like the technical aspect of it 
and also like the storyline and that you mentioned and and the way we we twisted uh was purpose purposely done that way but um but it's funny to 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 get feedback of something that we were just like scratching and make the most out of nothing, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I think y'all did a really a really great job with the film, you know, especially with probably the resources and things that you had access to. Um, you know, I think the the choice of yeah. lighting or those different things really just kind of give the film its kind of its own personality and yeah. just. Uh, you know, kind of helped to capture the area that you were within. You know, that's kind of just a little bit of me also looking at it from this other like techie side. Awesome. Of, you know, great kind of the tech piece that I'm just very curious of with like, oh, what camera did you use? Or what did you, you know, how long did it take you to shoot the scene? Those kind of things. And that's just, I don't know, the little tech nerd in me, I guess. Yeah, we got, I got inspired, you know, like, Tangerine is, is uh, you probably know about it, is one of the, the, the hypest uh, LGBT films uh, that, you know, recently and uh, released on the indie circuit. Uh, and they're shot, and they're known for being shot on iPhone. And, and, and when I was trying to write my screenplay uh, with my friend, that, that, that one of the things that we were like, um, uh, we were like, oh, we if anything, we just tangerine style. We just go with our phones, you know, because we oh, don't wow. have a lot of resources. But we ended right. up getting like a camera that is a uh, nice for 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 night night shootings, mm-hmm. and then we ended up going with that. And I think it's great because it's really colorful and help. But um, but it but it's nice that to to hear feedback from the technical uh, point of view, uh, because it was like one of the most challenging stuff uh, to figure out in this movie. Now, taking back your question, I know I know that I deviate completely. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, we're we're allowed to like deviate here. <laughs> um, you asked me like, uh, how how old how old was I when I when I moved here? Yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned you you came over and uh, did some schooling and everything. Yeah, so. yeah. You want you want to reveal my age and put my spot. Put me on. That's that's okay. I I I moved here when I was twenty one. Yeah, it was a little bit. OD for for college and stuff like that, but yeah, I had yeah. I had been through college in Brazil and everything. My first the first time I got in in university was in Brazil, like in a normal age, like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. Okay. And then um, it was it was on the uh, I'm from like a like a farm family, so I ended up getting on this farm school. <laughs> Oh my okay. state, and I hate it. Like everybody, everybody there, like uh, listen to country music, play soccer, very straightish stuff. Okay. <laughs> and and I listening to Britney Spears, trying to you know <laughs> try to learn English. So oh, wow. I went. I think it was like my godmother. We have a I had Brazil. We had godmothers like. She told me like, oh, before you graduate, it would be good for you to do like a uh, uh, student exchange to learn English, like program, student exchange program. So you go around the country and learn English. So you come back and you graduate and then you know English is better for your career to graduate like with the fluent English. Yeah. And then I, I love that idea because like that's my chance to escape the town. <laughs> And then I also loved English, by the way. Like, and then and then that was like my first uh, uh, contact with the like, if you will, with the outside bubble of where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And 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 then I went to Ireland. I, I 
I lived in Ireland for like almost a year learning English. I went to an English school there. And then I wait, got... Wait. So you were in Brazil, went I to, went to Ireland, Ireland yeah. to learn English? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I went to Ireland, learned English there. I love Ireland, by the way. It's like an amazing country. A lot of nice people. It was random. It was, you know. I mean, so wait, did you pick up a Irish accent while you were there I in Ireland? I tried so hard, but I was already on what it was like the fourth Britney Spears album I was very Americanized already <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to a lot of pop songs and then I, okay. and then like my English even though it wasn't that point it would always come out uh, a little you know uh, a more American accent I swear to God I, I, I love their accent I love British accent and, and then I, I even downloaded a podcast by the way to back then to learn how to speak uh, British standard English, like the Queen okay. English, the okay. BBC English. But it was hard. I mean, I got a yeah. little bit when I was there. <laughs> do, you, bit, do you think you give us a little, maybe a little oh, sample of it? I can't, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And Irish is even crazier. They're awesome. You turn the light, mate. It's like a little, oh, I'm never going to try. Anyway, yeah. dude, it was like 10 years ago, like or more. Wow. I was 18, yeah, like a little bit more than a little less than 10 years. Um, and then, yeah, and, and then I did Sweeney Todd there. Okay. I, I so was you... like trying to get in entertainment, try to, you know, get in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up like uh, doing like Sweeney Todd, like the the musical. They had the like, musical, a, yeah. like on the theater. And then it was like, uh, and I love it. It was amazing. It was like a a way to, uh, um, you know, like socialize and try to improve yeah. my English a little bit. I was just like singing, like with a small character singing on the chorus. I did that a little bit, and then I I, I went to England and did a little short film there with some indie filmmakers. I was crazy. I don't know what I was doing, but I was just, <laughs> I was just jumping. You know, so wow, you were at you were a little bit of a risk taker, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, no, very risk taker. Imagine, yeah. imagine me. Uh, imagine some like you go to another country, don't speak the language, you throw yourself and and to do Sweeney Todd in in a stage to everybody. <laughs> wow, that must have really took a lot of courage at that age because, I mean, I, even as a you know more mature adult now, I've traveled internationally and I've been to places where, you know, there's little to no English spoken. And it is a very much a, a fish out of water feeling. So for you to be able to go uh, there to one to learn English and then two uh, learning, yeah. you know, just a different culture and, and customs that just had to be so nerve wracking. Yeah, it's very nerve wracking when you learn a new language. Like there's some like when you, when you two don't speak fully, um, like th there's a phase. Like when you learn a language, there's like phases. Like uh, one that you don't know anything and then one that you you can hear it but you cannot reply and then like my family my brother when he comes here i think he, he's stuck on that face forever like he, he can't understand but he cannot reply and and sometimes like is uh when you try to reply it's like a little bit nerve-wracking so you you feel like oh you, you're bothering the other person and the other person who's trying to communicate with you kind of lose their patience mm -hmm. and be like uh this you know like what do you want so, so there's mm -hmm. that face. But like, what I when I was in in Ireland, I there's like a thing. At least I don't know if it's for everybody that moves to another country, or at least for me, the way I felt is I felt a lot of freedom. 
like when I was there in terms, like I was like a teenager still, I was trying to figure it out what everything, you know, like uh, I was trying to figure it out, not just, you know, sexuality also, but, uh, yeah, but, um, you know, my art and what do I want to do? Like, what is a filmmaker? I was very, uh, raw and very, and, and then I was just trying to, and, 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 and then, like, I come from an upside town and, you know, like a small city uh, yeah. where a lot of people are, are conservative. And, like, just say, like where I'm from doesn't even have a theater, like a movie theater. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then, like, I used to do little theaters in, 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 the, in, in uh, you know, on the, the backyard and for family and stuff like that. Oh, what was the name of the town that you were from in Brazil? I'm from like, a small town called Campo Belo from a state called Minas Gerais from a country called Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You'll probably you so... just know Brazil from those three names I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, is that even anywhere near Rio? <laughs> well, uh, Minas Gerais is uh, the biggest state uh, in terms uh, in terms of uh, population and importance economically. Uh, in Brazil, we have, uh, I know Minas Gerais is the third one. We have Sao Paulo, Rio, and then right. Minas Gerais. It's, 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 it's like a very big state. It's inland and borders uh, Sao Paulo and Rio. And it's okay. very known for their farming and, 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 and mining. Uh, like that's what, even the name in Portuguese is, is like uh, general miners. That's, that's the literal translation. It's, and okay. so it's very like, you know, uh, rural type of thing. I mean, it's a modern, and I'm from a small town, right, which right. makes it worse. But like you have you have big cities there, which is very industrialized, like the capitals and stuff. But I'm from like a small town where with limited uh, limited of a lot of resources, like no movie theaters and yeah, you know, wow. like, uh, didn't have universities there. I had like, to move to the close city. I mean, that's that's normal for you know. I'm, Brazil is a very big country. That's what I realize a lot of people don't know. It's, it's, it's like America. America is also very big. And I'm sure there's like a lot of little towns like that. And, you know, and and when I tell that to people, they, they're surprised. Like different than Ireland. Ireland is such a tiny country. My state is two times bigger than, than Ireland. Oh wow. and, yeah, it, it was fun. It, it was very open minded like to get out on that, get out of the country that age, go yeah, to Ireland, yeah. and also like when you when you live in Brazil, uh, at least when I grew up there, that you know, internet wasn't that it was you know getting up. Um, I'm from '89. Just get it, get that out of the way. <laughs> okay, okay. So I grew up there in the '90s. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, uh, yeah, so people get situated because I say like, oh, there's no internet. They're saying like, I'm from the seventies or something. Right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like when I was growing up, like they had, because Brazil is so big and we have everything there in terms of like, we have our own music, our own soap opera and all in Portuguese. We don't relate to other Latin countries because of the language. So like it looks like the whole world is is there is like a little it's very similar to America because a lot of Americans that I talk here they have a, a little bit of that feeling. There's a lot of a lot of Americans that never left the country. So 
that that's some there's some similarities to Brazil. Uh, like whereas Ireland in countries from Europe is the opposite. They, they're such a small country. They go in and out, so they experience other cultures way uh, in, in a very different way than the way we do. We we from you know for uh, big countries like you know Brazil right. and America. But like right, going right. to Ireland uh, on that age, uh, you know, and then it was just like a liberation for me. It was like I felt uh, free. I felt that I could try everything. I felt that I could experiment so that's why it was uh uh it wasn't like a little embarrassing everything to you know just not know english or anything right. but like i'm like who cares like nobody knows me here you know right and then i mean did you find that the, like the community did they embrace you what was that i felt so like? there's a big brazilian community there that's another really? thing <laughs> yeah wow Be- because the i think the diplomacy between the countries are, are like open like they yeah. are yeah you don't need you basically don't need visa you just go in and and it's funny because like uh back i think it was bush in 2000 what thousand and oh i don't even remember 2008 i guess yeah, 2008, mm-hmm. 2007. Oh, yeah, that was right on the market crash. I remember that when I lived there. Um, I don't know. I just thought that it was a good country to try. And then yeah. uh, and then after that, after I did uh, a little bit of theater there and a little bit of film, I came back to Brazil, like, decided, like, to... Because I've always liked entertainment. I just didn't know how, how to go about it. Like yeah, kind of I always like, man, I just didn't know how to go about it, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, and then I was discovering these two things at the same time. Like I was just like, um, so like I feel like when I left my country and then experienced learning English in Ireland, I was like, when I come back, I was I was kind of like more I'm gonna do what I want because I was doing university that it was not related to film. Okay. You know, uh, it was like a administration, like some random stuff. So I didn't have any career, uh, film career uh, lined up back then. I was just like, you know, like following, trying to be a good student, like please my parents and mm-hmm. and be cool. And, and, I, and I got into a nice university, you know, I was, I was doing pretty good on that job. I was, I was not very happy though. Hmm. Now, so now at this age, was your family, would you say that they were supportive of the idea that you were going to Ireland to kind of maybe, I don't know, pursue your passions or, you know, follow your dreams at this point? Yeah, because they saw, they saw as, 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 as my godmother put it, like, oh, he's going to come back speak English and his career, his academic career is going to be brilliant when he's back. Yeah. They didn't know that it was exploring <laughs> other <laughs> things there. <laughs> like, I'm going nuts on that country. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and also, like, my whole, my whole growing up, like, it was kind of, I felt it was kind of that way. I, 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 I took, mm-hmm. it took me a long time for me to, be very, uh, and I think that's a very, is a, is a, is a common characteristic of, uh, LGBT people. I mean, at least for me, it was like a big part, like, cause I grew up on my family. I grew up in, and everybody thinking I was straight yeah. and then I'm trying to please them. Like, okay, I'm just going to be straight because everybody wants it. But I deep inside, I knew I wasn't. And okay. And I think like the whole the whole thing about 
you know, I'm just, I'm just going to do, um, you know, as a, I'm just trying to play by the book and play everybody's tape. Like I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't actually know, uh, I didn't, I didn't have freedom to, you know, pursue what I want and, and, and be clear. Like, for example, I would, everything that I would do, I would just, just put a mask to my mom. Like, for example, if I'm going to go out and see a guy, I would never tell her that. And yeah. I would just be like, Oh no, I'm just, uh, doing this, 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 like, uh, right. like I'm going to Ireland to learn English, but you know, there's like a lot of more, I want to try to go entertainment. Like I couldn't yeah. tell her like, Hey, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a gay filmmaker. Okay. I couldn't say that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, like, well, I mean, does your mom know now? <laughs> she does. That's okay, why okay. I'm saying that on podcast right now. Otherwise, I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah. But like you okay. said, what I'm trying to say is like, it took me a long time because I trained myself to, because, you know, I love my family and I, and yeah. then I was trying to discover, but I was trying to be like smooth about it. I was trying like, yeah, right. you know, like, oh, I'm going to do this. So I'm always, for example, when I, when I first got into university, it was for this course that I didn't like it was this, uh, you know, administration stuff. And, but it was, it was, it was like a federal university. It's really hard to get in. And uh, so it made me look good, but, but, uh, but I didn't want to. Uh, it, it's not. It, it wasn't my passion. And for example, I would go there, yeah. and I would immediately look for like theater groups or, or filmmaking groups, like like on 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 the lower level. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this thing that my parents do, but I can in my spare time, I'm just gonna try to follow my passion. Whereas nowadays, okay. I feel that's the opposite. I'm like, I'm gonna just follow what I want, and then. If 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 I need to do something to my parents or for anybody else, it's gonna be like a second plan because I mean, if you don't put yourself first, uh, if you don't save yourself, how are you gonna save somebody else? Like you're gonna, you're gonna. Right, right. Everybody yeah. gets killed in the airplane. I follow the rule of the airplane: put the mask in yourself first. You know. Wow, that's so interesting. I mean, it really just sounds like you know, at that age, you were definitely trying to kind of establish yourself, kind of find your way. Um, you had, you know, certain forms of, you know, this freedom of expression, kind of looking back on it now, would you say that that's still very relevant to you in terms of kind of still working through and, and trying to figure out what, you know, kind of what direction you would like to go in? No, nowadays, I mean, I, I'm telling you from, uh, I, I was telling you what, uh, how, like, what it meant for me, like, uh, moving to Ireland at 18 years old, you know? Like nowadays, um, you know, I'm almost ten years later. I'm, I'm turning thirty now, and then I'm I'm completely, I'm, I'm completely resolved of of everything. Like I, yeah. I I I know where my career is going. Uh, I'm very confident about my sexuality, and yeah, and okay. I'm I'm clean with my family and with everybody. So much that I did a movie called Bathroom Stalls and Parking Lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's a uh, uh, very uh, LGBTQ centric film, and uh, do you think you maybe can just give us a little summary or a brief synopsis of what really kind of the film is about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the movie is about this hopeless romantic guy who travels all the way to San Francisco to meet up with the love of his life. So him and his best friend go bar hopping to Castro District trying to look for this guy. 
But a lot of challenges happened between him and his friend that ended up putting their own friendship at test. And you also, you play one of the main characters. So not only did you have a hand in writing and directing the film, but you also had the experience of being the talent in a film as yeah, well. Exactly. This film talks about a little bit of a you know dating app, not not just gays, but like every everybody's is using dating apps, uh, Tinder, Grinder, Bumble, to uh, scruff. Uh, Harnet. Oh my gosh, yeah, there's a pretty long <laughs> list of, of dating apps available. I, I give a uh, list. Okay, Cupid. Anyway, uh, everybody's using this to to um, to date, and 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 I feel that everybody uh, we're getting to like a problem that that nobody's uh, settling down with anybody, even if they like them, is never enough because you're like a swipe away to get the next person and this film deals with that problem like how somebody can get hurt by that and how somebody um how people deceive others like the main theme of the movie is 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 is, uh you know how uh how people how how they deceive other other people in order to accomplish whatever they want like if you're if it's a hookup they try to they, they they try to string you along for as much as they need, but they never take you seriously. Yeah. And then when when we switch the story to the friendship, and you see that even friends sometimes do that with you. And then uh, that that's that, that's why yeah. we we switch that way. And then what I the reason why we did the movie that way we we uh, so, yeah. so so yeah. The, the movie started with this with this hunt uh of. Uh, for this guy that they know that is in in one of the bars in San Francisco, specifically Bull, whoever knows San Francisco is a very nice uh, club club there, and and then they go to Bull trying to find this guy, and mm-hmm. and then after and, and then the the story switches to concentrate on the on their own friend on their own friendship, and and then you you start following my character Leo. Uh, and, and and going to this uh like fairy tale Hollywood type of story, I'm gonna find the love of my life type of thing. And then we make it uh believe that it's gonna happen that way and then uh and then and then we switch to even question if if Leo is right yeah. or wrong behaving that way. Um, you know what I mean? And then you start questioning if if, if he was the one who last be deceased by all of this uh uh, you know what I mean? Or for all, all of this uh, uh, red flags that he's been getting, and then and then we we question his behavior with his friends, and then also when when the the clash happens between the friends, we also uh, gave a lot of reasons for his friend that fights with him yeah. to go that way. So. I like to have people watching a movie and get their own conclusion. I don't like to be very preachy on those things. Yeah. I like to expose and talk as it is. I did not try to tell what's right, what's wrong on that movie. Of course, you can see some side of what I believe, especially me playing that character. Yeah. But in the end of the movie, if you don't agree with my character, you can still enjoy the movie and you're going to have a character to, to lean on. Stay tuned for part two of my interview with Thales Correa. 
And don't forget to subscribe to In the Outside podcast and share it with all of your friends and leave reviews. You can also check out the original soundtrack to Bathroom Stalls and Parking Lots on Spotify. I featured some of the samples during the opening and closing of this episode. Talk to you soon. Like, as long as I'm not kissing a guy, I'm not gay, even if I'm pulling around. Like, you know, I had that in my mind. I think, like, that was the moment that was like, fuck this, this thing, I'm gay. Because, like, I like him so much, you know? A lot of people didn't know, and, like, even girls, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you have girlfriends, you don't. So, like, you kind of have that disguise, you know? That I'm not gay. So, it was like, um, that moment was, was when I, like, kicked, that I just went for it. Come on, it's